Welcome to Shana's Soapbox. We're going to spend a short time delving into a topic, be it tech, business, money, or passion, and give you actions that you can take to improve your project or your life. Hi, everybody. It is Saturday morning, and I am recording this while I sit in the parking lot (laughs) while my son has soccer practice. So I'm sitting here in the car. I was reminded on April 1st, 2017, my husband joined Nyla full-time. Now, truth be told, he had worked in the background. He was originally a founder of the company, and he had to give that up for conflict of interest purposes because he was still with the government. And his first day with Nyla was supposed to be in March, actually close to the start of Nyla's own anniversary. However, the day he went to give his two weeks notice, his second in command, who he had been training up to take over, also gave notice. And my husband felt very guilty to leave the team without clear leadership and wanted to make sure everything was okay and that the reins were handed over and that the team would be successful. Even though he was still going to be around, he didn't want to just leave them in the lurch with both technical leaders leaving at the same time. So yes, Brian's official day with Nyla is April 1st, and this is his five-year anniversary with Nyla. So that means the two of us have been working together full-time in the company for five years. So this episode of Shana Soapbox is about what it's like to be a two-career couple, especially if you're both very ambitious and driven. So I have five tips for you on what it's like to be a two-career couple and how to make it be successful, especially if you have children, because children are like a whole nother level. Number one is schedule time together. We actually just came to this conclusion. We had for years always done a weekend or a week away where the two of us went on a trip by ourselves. And that is definitely super solid advice that I give everyone who's married is to make sure that you are going on a trip that is just the two of you, not going to a wedding, but time that it's literally just the two of you doing whatever the two of you like getting away, having no obligations. So we have been doing that since we've been married. Every year we've been made sure to get a trip away that's just the two of us. And it is definitely a highlight of our marriage and our life. And we definitely recommend that. But I'm going to add schedule weekly time together. We are new to this date night concept. We didn't ever officially have to put it on but things were getting pretty crazy and we were feeling disconnected from each other and our children and our dogs and the phone calls and the emails are always there. So now we have Thursday nights as our date night and we tend to do something different every time. And it's not as long as I'd like because our babysitter comes back and our kids refuse to go to bed <laughs> until until we get back home. So no matter how wonderful our babysitter is and no matter how long she's worked for us, our kids literally refuse to go to bed and they go to bed at 8.30. So it's a, it's a short time frame. We end work about five, we get going for our date night, but it is 
been a really great joy to connect every week. So number one, schedule time together. Get it on the calendar far in advance so that you can work everything else around that time, that sacred time together. Number two seems like a taboo topic, but number two is get help. I don't know if this is an old school idea that you should be able to shoulder everything by yourself. And if you don't have the luck of having family nearby who's helpful, I know some people might have family nearby and they're not involved with, say, helping with the kids or they're not up for regular babysitting. It doesn't matter. There are people out there to help you in your life. 2A, I would say, is start with a cleaning person. Make sure you have your house cleaned by someone that is not either one of you every other week. If you are a little OCD and a bit of a control freak, you might find this hard to adjust to because no one is going to do anything as good as you. But this is a great leadership exercise where you have to learn how to communicate carefully, determine what your battles are. So pick your battles of what is most important that they have to clean. How well are you communicating? So consider it also a good exercise for your own professional growth. And I used to call that like my happy day to come home to this perfectly clean house that I didn't have to do. And my mother, Nyla, that was always her number one tip. She's like, I would work extra hours as a nurse just to have someone else clean the home. And I would say 2B is get that babysitter, get the help, get someone to make sure that you have time and freedom. And maybe you're using that babysitter so that you can go to the gym, go do something fun, maybe go to brunch with your girlfriends. I think you don't need to have that parental guilt. You need to have the help around you. And I will tell you, we have a person that helps us five days a week. Her name's Dawn, and she loves on my children. And she she loves on me too, which I got to say, I love too. She always boosts me up and reminds me that I'm a badass when I'm not feeling like a badass. And she yells at me for wearing sweats too often, <laughs> too long. But she is a joy to have in my life. And the children love her. And I love her. And I'm grateful for that help. So number two, don't be ashamed that you can't do it all. You're going to crack. You shouldn't be doing it all. You should pick what you are uniquely best at and what you can do. So like what you're uniquely best at is having that one-on-one -on -one relationship with your family your children, your employees, your direct reports, your customers. That's where you need to give in the time that you can't really hand off to somebody else. So get your time back and let other people do things that other people can do and remain doing the things that only you can do. Tip number three for a two-career couple is use that calendar system. Oh my God, we live by our calendar. I'm sure you probably, if you're successful, you are very good about calendaring and scheduling things and putting the time blocks in, but you have to do that as well. So this is our method. We each have our own personal calendars. We each have our own work calendars. Our kids have a calendar and it's all overlaid together so that we can see it all at once or turn it off if we need to and just see our work or just share our work. But we each have personal, we each have professional, and then we make sure that we have the kids' calendar. 
And then sometimes we forget the stuff for the kids as well. And you might even want like a family calendar of like who's babysitting that day. You know, is grandma coming in? We haven't quite gotten to there yet, but Brian will add like, oh, it's dress down day at school because we have forgotten that and sent our kid to school in formal clothes. And then he's totally embarrassed when he could have worn sweatpants, calendar system. And that gets back to scheduling it, making sure that your family vacation is on there far in advance. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of the further in advance people know about things, the more they can marinate on it, build a life around it, the better it becomes real. So the more you can put things out three months to six months in advance, maybe even a year in advance to say, next year we're doing this, right? And then you start lining things up and working backwards to do this. So, you know, Brian and I have said in two years, we're going to move from our current house to a new location. So we've started to gear up for that. And then that automatically helps us shake out of what are the things we need to do to clean up and et cetera. But live by the calendar, share the calendar and communicate who needs to be where, when. And I think one of the funniest things about two career couples is it's a common fight in the morning about who has the more important meeting that day. Not only do you have the calendar, but you also have the daily discussion of the logistics of that day, because with kids and your jobs and all the things, all the personal life things as well, you know, you might be working and, you know, I'll give in my example of recent Thanksgiving is end of year planning and I'm planning the end of the year and we're trying to hire and the contracts are turning over. And I still got to prepare for Christmas and order the food and figure out what I'm cooking and who's cooking what and where we need to be. So it's a lot of logistics every day. And I always call it who has the more important meeting that day? <laughs> who has the meeting that they cannot skip, that they absolutely must be there? And so that is one of the funny insights of a two career couple is arguing over who has the most important meeting that day, even if you already have it on the calendar. Number four is really divide things up pretty close to 50-50. That's not going to be perfect, but I do make Brian do a lot of the forms and he's better about making sure the kids have their homework and following up and he does the projects with the kids. But one parent can't bear it all unless someone is leaning in more into their career than you. But if you two are really equal, then it's got to be equal with all of the stuff. So another example is I do all the grocery getting most of the time. Brian's the Costco getter. He loves to go to the store and shop at Costco. But Brian does all the laundry because he says I, I don't do a good job. <laughs> I would just do it all basically in cold and then throw it in the dryer. But that's not good enough. So he does all of the laundry and he knows where the clothes are. And he has to communicate with Dawn more specifically about how he wants the laundry to be done because she doesn't do it. So that's a leadership exercise for Brian. I think you have to have the tasks divided up pretty 50-50 on top of outsourcing the tasks as much as possible. So putting things on subscribe and save, using things just coming to your house, divide it up. One person can't bear it all. He should be able to take care of gifts for his family. Or maybe not. Maybe you do have sympathy. I don't. But like I do the whole holiday planning, the whole menu. 
So he's got to be the sous chef and help day of. But that's my number third tip. Divide it up. Make sure it's equal. Last and not least, number five, marriage comes first. So that's the most important thing to remember as a two career couple who wants their marriage to last is that marriage and your relationship with your spouse is a fundamental bedrock of being able to also thrive in your career. And if you look at really famous, successful women, they had very supportive husbands. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her husband was a very successful lawyer himself, but he did so much to support her and all of her efforts and her passion. And another favorite famous woman of mine is Julia Child and her husband helped support her and make sure her kitchen was organized and designed for her so that she could write her cookbook, which took, I think, like 10 years to write and finally be published. And then she became famous once she got on PBS and he was there to support her all along the way. At the end of the day, as Brian reminds me, if we are not right, then everything else is not going to be okay. We have to be connected and in a true partnership for us to thrive in other areas of our life. So remember, even if you feel like you don't have time, you need to make time. You would make time for your kids, as important as it is for you to connect with your children and make sure that they know that you are there for them and love and care for them in your way. Make sure your spouse knows that you love and care for them and that you're connecting with them, not just on that weekly date, but daily, that you have a positive, connected interaction daily. That's probably the most important tip for a two-career couple. To recap, my top five tips for a successful, happy, thriving two-career couple is number one, schedule time together. Number two, get help. Don't be ashamed. Go get out there. Go get the people in your lives who help you to free you up to do the things that only you can do. Number three, schedule it. Get that calendar out. Get that calendar system. Get the overlays. Get it shared. Get it working. But take the time to figure out your calendar system and put it all together and plan that stuff out and get it on your calendar. Number four. It's got to be 50-50, especially if you or both have jobs that are of equal importance. Sometimes I understand people flex and you're both working and maybe someone's taking kind of a backseat role. But if you're really both out there thriving with big jobs and you love your jobs, then the household work and the mental labor associated with running a household has to be divided up 50-50. I'll also add in for that you got to lean into where your strengths are as well. And last but not least, your marriage comes first. It is the most important thing and you have to stay connected and you have to stay emotionally connected every day, probably multiple times a day. So look up from that computer, say hello when they walk in the door, give them a big kiss, ask them how it was. And those are my tips for having a two career couple and happy five year anniversary, Brian Cosgrove. This podcast is sponsored by Nyla Technology Solutions, an SBA certified 8A, hub zone, woman owned small business 
specializing in full-stack software engineering and data science services to the U.S. government. Our innovative solutions are built to match the speed of mission. For more information, partnering opportunities, and new job openings, please visit our website, www.nyla.io.